the show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yay! Welcome, moms. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world, because often the world forgets to recognize that. The media forgets to recognize that. Okay, so we've got a special focus for the show today, and I hope it's going to be a blessing As you might know, uh, the proportion of children living in a family headed by a single parent has nearly tripled since the 1960s. And we're going to talk to those single parents today, but I've got a feeling that some of the new advice that we're going to tap into will be a help to the two-parent families as well. If uh, you've ever heard of Stephen Arterburn, this is all part of his Loving and Understanding book series. We've got the co-author, well, really, she's primary author probably of the book understanding and loving your child as a single parent stacy sadler will be joining us in just a second so stick around for channel mom moms are a big deal but sometimes the world forgets That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. Looking for your next adventure? Camp Idrahaji is now hiring. If you haven't already heard, Idrahaji is one of Colorado's largest Christian camps, and they're growing their summer staff. Why not experience the great outdoors and wake up each day excited and ready to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Join them to lead and impact hundreds of campers as they experience Jesus in the beauty of Colorado's great outdoors. High school, college, and young adults, they're accepting applications today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E.org. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. This is Channel Mom, and I am Jenny. A little shout out to the folks who listen to us from around the country, in uh, right here in Denver. So grateful for the loyal listeners here in Denver, but also Colorado Springs, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Little Rock. Also, Springfield, Illinois, they're new to us, and Idaho, can't forget them. Also, welcome to our podcast listeners, so grateful for you guys. Be sure to find our podcast on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And I have a big announcement. I talked about this uh, last week as well, but I'm, I'm sharing a little bit more today. This, you know... I think we all have moments where we think, does God really see? Is he really here to help me? Is, does he really care? Does he really love me? You know, if we're going through something tough. I just want to say I had a moment where I just saw God move. We had our very first Channel Mom, first annual Accelerate, And yes, that is two words put together. Accelerate, Accelerate and Celebrate. At beautiful Bandamere Speedway. 
And all kinds of things happened in the week before. Uh, You know, I had family members who were sick and it looked like for sure I was going to get sick and then I ended up not getting sick. And then if you've been around Denver lately, every day it's hurricane force winds and thunderstorms everywhere. And everybody was worried about it for the week before. Oh, my goodness, we're going to be able to have the event. Nobody's going to be able to race at Bandamere because that was the idea of this fundraiser is people could come race and then help Channel Mom. I cannot even tell you. I wish we would have gotten pictures on radar of what God did to remove the storm. It was like this big green blob coming toward us. And Emily at Bandamere said, suddenly I looked back at my phone and it completely disappeared. It disappeared off the radar. And, and he, she said he split the clouds, which is kind of what we'd been praying. Is, you know, that Mark 4 where Jesus lifts his hands and calms the storm. Exactly what God did for us. So grateful to God and, and all that he did for us and every single person who came out. I do want to mention that uh, a ton of people showed up and, you know, raced and gave to Channel Mom. We gave away some vacations. The people got to bid on those things. It was really cool. And we had some sponsors who I do want to recognize. But I, I must say, grateful to every volunteer, every um, staff member, and every donor that came. But our uh, please listen to these names. These were our sponsors. So if you have an opportunity and you need one of these products, please think of them when you need to go purchase. Lemongrass Spa Products, lovely stuff. My dear friend Heidi Least runs that. Also uh, Clayton, it's the Clayton Hotel. They were a sponsor down in downtown Denver by Cherry Creek. Fogo de Chow, wonderful food there. Uh, Alpine Tile and Stone, look them up if you need to uh, replace some tile or stone in your house. And then Great Lakes Engineering Group, all the way in Michigan. But they build bridges and such, if you should need a bridge built. And finally, Bandamere Sweep Speedway. So grateful to them. And, and, and Jim Burrs, our auctioneer, was fantastic. We just It was wonderful. So blessed. And I'm so grateful. All right. Let's get to the guest, because she has some incredible stuff for us today. There is a good chance that you've heard of Stephen Arterburn. He's the founder of New Life Ministries. I think heard on KRKS. And, um, yeah, the New Life Live program heard right here on this station in Denver. And Stephen has a book series called Loving and Understanding. And our guest today, Stacy Sadler, co-authored a book with Stephen called Understanding and Loving Your Child as a Single Parent. I've, I, I love to, to, to take some time for the various categories of, of parents. I want to I love on you. But I have a feeling that, that all parents can get something from this today. Uh, Stacy herself is also a single parent, and she's a licensed professional counselor, a therapist. And she's EMDR certified, which I think is really cool. I think, isn't that the tapping thing? I'll have to ask her for that. Stacy Sadler, welcome to Channel Mom today. Thank you so much, Jenny. So excited to be here with you today. Thank you. And is EMDR the tapping thing that helps you get beyond trauma? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I think that's so cool. I, I had a girlfriend that went through it and said it made a huge difference. All right. Well, Absolutely. It does. All right. So I hope you don't mind, Stacy. But, but I'm going to allow Stephen to get us into this interview by grabbing a quick soundbite from him on the Loving and Understanding book series. You know, we did a series, Understanding and Loving, and, and it was all about the adult that might be a bit of a challenge in your life, such as borderline personality disorder or bipolar. And then everybody was saying, well, why don't you help us with these tough issues with kids? Yeah, with kids. So, so you guys have taken that on. And, and, and I love that you're going to help the single parents today. I was reading a couple of your chapters in the middle of the night last night. And, and, and so real. And I, and I really appreciate it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a uh, little selection at some point during the interview. But let me just set this up and say... Um, as of 2020, nearly 19 mil- million children, which is about 25% of all children in the U.S., were, are living in single-parent families. Um, and, and we know that's an increase, and there's no condemnation here. It's just I'm just noting that, right? Um, so, so tell me, 
as a single parent yourself, what, because you, because at the beginning of the book in chapter one, you talk about like, this is not supposed to be me. I'm not supposed to be in the single parent Sunday school class. I'm supposed to be in the married people's class. And, and you felt shame and guilt around it. Tell me what you think the, the, the typical single parent is going through. Oh, goodness. Where do I start? Yeah. So much. You know, overwhelm. And nobody has a child um, wanting to be alone in it. They want to have a partner in it. So yeah. it, it can feel like something's really missing. And depending how you came into singleness, sometimes there's a big piece of shame. And sometimes there's judgment. Sometimes that comes internally. And sometimes it comes from outside judgment. Unfortunately, sometimes it comes from church who really um, favor marriage and have uh, be, be um, focused toward marriage. But, uh, and, and then it's just hard. You know, depending on the ages of your children and how many children you have, it can be overwhelming at times to try to do parenting alone. Yeah. I don't know if you know the author, Michelle Couchat, but I, but I recently wrote a book called Mom, You're Amazing, and I featured Michelle as one of my, my moms sharing her mothering secrets in the book. And Michelle was a single mom, and she was a Christian, and she was at church. And here's what she said, very similar to what you say in the opening of your book. She's, this is what I say about Michelle, actually. Michelle finds common ground with other moms who have suffered the pain of divorce. She knows single motherhood. She understands single moms. Her story is a way of telling their stories. She shares the unique unique pain and shame that come from being divorced, how it can make a mom feel like she has failed and like she's being judged. And and Michelle says, this is a quote from her, I went from having that kind of picture of what motherhood would look like to having all of that completely shattered because there was no way to recover the dream of traditional family mm-hmm. and motherhood once you're divorced. Is that how you felt? A hundred percent. Yeah. You, know, you just, it, it's, it's like you build you build up an image like she like you said and she we want that and all of a sudden it's like who am i without that defining me and what do other people think of me yeah and, and do we have a problem in the church with that a little bit i think so okay. unfortunately i think so people don't know what to do with single moms i didn't write about this in the book but i was in one um, church that i spoke at a single women's conference and all of a sudden, I felt drawn back there on Sunday to worship, and I'd been in my church for 30 years, and so did so many other people from the Single Moms Conference the day before because it was so profound. And we found ourselves meeting together kind of in the lobby as single parents and and the single moms, and we, it was so gratifying because nobody else understood our plight but ourselves. Yeah. And they told us one day they came in and said, y'all can't meet anymore. You need to get in groups with married people so they can support y'all well. And y'all can't meet on campus anymore the way you're doing. Oh. And just like that, we were done. And I, and there were women that were talking about suicidal thoughts. There were women that were feeling so alone. And this was, this was an anchor for them. And it, it's just like, um, you missed us here. You really missed us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and at Channel Mom, some of our outreach ministries have to do with single moms and, and coming alongside and helping and, and sometimes paying bills and, you know, whatever we can do to make them feel um, supported. And, and, but I will say that I, even myself, have to remind myself, because I, because I happen to still be married, but I have to remind myself, Jenny, 
don't be prideful, but for the grace of God, anything could happen. We could lose a spouse, you know, tragically. We, we could go through a divorce because of, you know, un, un, you know misunderstandings and, and circumstances beyond our control. And, and so we do really have to work to not judge that and to not judge what happens. So here, here's what I want to go first, because I love that you did this in the book. And I'd never thought of some of this. I think often as a culture who, who wants intact family, especially as a Christian culture, we say, well, you know, you're more likely to be in poverty if you're a single parent and you're more likely to have, um, you know, issues in school if, if, if it's a single parent child. Um, you're, you're less likely to, to do, I mean, all kinds of things. You know, you know all the statistics that say the child may not be as likely to succeed, but you do a beautiful thing. You turn that on its head. And, la- and last night as I was reading your book, I thought, oh my goodness, Stacy's kids had some advantages that my kids did not by being single parented. So can you talk about some of the pluses that occur for, for children that grow up in single parented families? Yeah, I think that there's unique opportunity to come together as a team. Yeah. To really just to say together, hey, here's what we got ahead of us and we can do this. And to bond together in, could it be a trauma bond? Maybe in some situations it could be, which is like, we're going to come together, but we're going to thrive. We're going to be survivors of this. And so there's a unique opportunity just to say, hey, what is your contribution to the whole? And, um, and it, it forced my children to go to work, um, which developed a work ethic in them. You know, I couldn't say, here you go, here's this. I had to say, well, if you want that, um, mom can't do it, so you'll have to find a way. And it gave them some resourcefulness. And my two kids are two of the hardest workers I know. So I think not being able to say yes to them all the time took away a sense of entitlement and gave them a strong, strong work ethic. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I but I sort of agree with that. Like, I and again, I I want everybody. To, it, it's the healthy, you know, the healthy way that God designed was for for a two parent family, and I think you would agree with that. But as you were as you were laying that out, I thought, oh my goodness, it's possible that my kids are more entitled and less likely to 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 seek out that responsibility and to seek out that lack of self centeredness because you just have to think about the whole. You've got to think about the team. You've got to think about what you can contribute to the team. And I thought that's that's really that that's an uplifting way to look at what you can give a child as a single parent. And, and so I love that you touched on that. So, so what do you think the biggest challenges are that, that single pa- parents face? And then I, then I want to get onto some solutions and some techniques that you bring out in the book. Well, some of the problems are if there's, of course, I'm trauma focused because I'm a trauma therapist, but if there's trauma surrounding the reason that you're a single parent, um, like, um, you know, being betrayed or being uh, divorced or being left or being abused or being with in a relationship with an addict, a lot of times um, we cannot be fully healed ourselves as parents and therefore we lean on the children oh. and we don't mean to, but we uh, kind of create them as surrogate parents we complain about the other parent or we we expect them to fill our need for love like this is a tender subject and but it's true it happens and so I think our own wounding um, is is um, significant and I think it needs to be addressed so that we can be the best parents that we know how to be which means getting help and it means getting help outside of the family and not leaning on our kids so much because if we're healed then then we'll be better equipped to heal our kids and to be a safe space for our kids. So I think 
there's challenges there. I think there's financial challenges from time to time, especially with women um, who have maybe even stayed home with their kids or don't have the greater earning potential. So there are financial considerations. Um, feeling alone and disconnected. Um, I'm a, um, me and New Life Ministries both are big connection people, and I think your ministry is too. And I love it because it's, there's help there mm-hmm. and practical help for divorced women, which when I speak on that all the time, I'm like, you got to help them, bring them casseroles, help them with money. You know, and yeah. I love that you said y'all did that because it's, it's huge in the beginning, getting your footing and create and creating a vision. And sometimes there is no vision. Like you talked about the fantasy earlier and the, and the dream of what you wanted your life to be all of a sudden now there is no vision. So there's nothing. Yeah. And with nothing comes depression and hopelessness. And so that's the problem. And we have to create a vision for what our new life is going to look like. And when I started seeing the opportunities that could be there for me that were different, my life all of a sudden became exciting, which helped me process the grief of what I had been through. Yes. And 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 you talk about taking the mask off and, and, and feeling that mm-hmm. grief. And that's mm-hmm. part of the, the healing process, both for you and your children, because you're being honest. Okay. But but mm-hmm. so talk about that and, 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 you know, being real in front of your children, healing in front of your children, feeling the grief in front of your children. Could Please talk about that. And then let's move on to how do you move into that vision casting phase? You know, what is it? Without a vision, the people perish. I'm not getting that Bible verse exactly right. But you do need to have a vision. Um, yeah. and, and, and so talk about first, like, it's okay to be honest. It's okay right. to show your grief. T- please talk about that. Well, so, you know, it, if I've been, if I'm getting out of a marriage that's 20 plus years, and my kids never see me sad, what message does that send to them? Yeah. This is a big deal. And so it's not validating their own feelings of their world falling apart. But when they can see me weep, when they can see me have struggles, I told my daughter, you know, I can't listen to love songs. Like, just don't put them on. You know, she said, Mom, you're crying. And I said, well, let's change the channel because I can't listen to that. I need to listen to some Christian music because that's uplifting to me. And it let her know that my heart was broken and my heart was breaking and that it made it okay and safe for her heart to break too. Now, there's a flip side to that. If all I did was cry and cry and cry around her, that would be a pretty helpless thing for her to feel and she would be parentified. And so we don't want to do that, but we also want to hold space for sadness and, um, and, and allow them to see us working through our process and allowing them to know that we're getting help and that that there is hope beyond our grief as well. Yeah. It's good. For, I mean, we all, not one person is going to you know, leave this world unless, you know, they die very young without without having to, to go through those things. And, and you're modeling that for your kids. And I do love that you remind us, I, you've got a new little verb there, not to parentify them, that you don't need to make them the surrogate parent where they've got to pick you up off the ground every day. But they, right. it's okay to watch the grief and then move on. I, I love that tip. I want to get to some other tips as well. Um, when you just have nowhere to turn, how, how do you suggest to... Well, tell me what you do with, with bringing God into the mix and leaning into his provision. Oh, this is my favorite part. 
Um, okay. One day I looked at God and or I didn't look at him, but I thought about him. <laughs> yeah, tell I me, said, tell me about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I said, you know, I was, I was driving to uh, get some food for my, my daughter who was having teenagers over. And I just was really in the pity party, having a pity party. And I was saying, you know, I don't have anybody to help me with this. And I started having some fears about what if they couple up? What if they get under blankets? What if they turn the lights off? What if they, what if they're smoking? What if they're doing whatever, you know, the mind can go crazy. And I started getting angry and sad that I didn't have a partner. And I just literally put my hand out across my car and said, um, Lord, do this with me. What are we going to do here? And I talked it out with him like I was talking to another parent and What I what I know is that my mind became clearer, and I'd be able to, and I was able to develop a plan. And what I say when you engage with God as a co-parent, be ready for God to provide, because the biggest blessing that I see uh, in doing my work is sometimes I feel like I've got so many divorcing women around me. Am I a pro-divorce? And I know I'm not. I'm really pro-marriage. But I don't like women to be in abusive um, or unhealthy relationships where they're being lied to or deceived. And so I, I said, Lord, am I leading too many people to divorce? And he brought to mind immediately all the provision that he has given to single moms. And I list them out in the book and, and dads. Um, I list them out in the book, things that like only God could do, um, you know, just uh, making giving people titles that don't even make sense, spiritual culture director of a company just to give a single mom a job, you know, giving them cars, vehicles, um, private school tuition, um, all well, kinds of help. well, in the Bible, Hagar, um, he, he, right? Am I right about that? That that he sought her out and her son, her son out to say, "I care about Absolutely. you. I'm not condemning you." All right, in we only desert. this is what happens in radio. We only have about three and a half minutes left. So, so you have so many tips for single parents in the book. I don't want to miss mm-hmm. something that you think. Oh, afterwards, you know, I wish I would have said this. What What are you know one or two in the next three minutes of of your very best tips for handling handling single parenting, loving and understanding your children like the the book says as a single parent mm-hmm. give give your mm-hmm. best couple of tips before we wrap up i think the first thing you can do is get help for yourself and get community around you you can't do it alone you need people in your life you need to learn how to accept help from others mm-hmm. and take the village and to be able to rely on that village to help uh, you're a great resource your, your ministry is a great resource for single moms to be able to accept help it takes community Um, And it takes humility to accept help. So I think that's one of the biggest things. You can ask for it. You can ask for it. Yes. And a lot of perfectionists out there don't want to ask for help or don't want to admit that they need it. Yeah. Also, taking care of yourself, uh, you know, self-care, putting on the oxygen mask first on you versus uh, taking care of everybody else, which is hard for a lot of caretakers out there, me included. And taking care of yourself, because if there's a top-down approach, uh, then then the kids are going to be okay. And the last thing is hold space for your kids. Learn how to listen to them without judgment, how to validate their sweet little feelings, and help them feel safe in your care. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. So... If, if people want to seek you out, uh, seek out the Stephen Arterburn Ministry, uh, New Life, which you are now on the board, how do they find you, Stacy? How do they find the book? 
I um I love that you're an EMDR therapist. I may call you someday because <laughs> we all have past trauma. We all have past trauma. Oh, um, so how do they find you and and the ministry, etc.? So you can find me at www.stacysadler, S-T-A-C-E-Y-S-A-D-L-E-R.com. And that is information on my practice. And New Life Ministries is www.newlife.com. And the book is available on Amazon, Understanding and Loving Your Child as a Single Parent. And I think it's due out August 4th. Awesome. Yeah. So, so I, I pre-order it now. Yeah. I think a lot of people will be blessed by that. Stacy, from from me to you, thank you for being a, a wonderful single parent and, and for modeling for other single parents and giving them all hope. I really appreciate that. Thank you for what you all do. Yeah. We do it together. Yes, we do, dear. All right. Have, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for being on Channel Mom. Um, just to remind you, this is the time in the show that I thank you. Single mom, married mom, lonely mom, depressed mom, happy mom, overworked mom, whatever you are. I know that you've committed yourself to raising your babies well, and it changes the world when you commit yourself to your children. The world depends on you raising your children well. So thank you for all you do. Remember to check us out at channelmom.org. We'd love your prayers. We'd love for you to volunteer with us. We'd, we'd love your donations so that we can stay on the air and, and grow to other stations as well and also do our work for mothers who, who need to be restored to their children moms in prison moms who are homeless moms who are uh, single like we were talking about with Stacy all kinds of ways you can help and and again so grateful for how that fundraiser went for it because I have the time I might as well plug my book uh, mom you're amazing changing the world one life at a time I, I've chosen eight mothers they give their mothering secrets some you will know one is the mother of a, a bachelor on the bachelorette um, not that I I endorse that show, but she's got some really interesting lessons. Also, Gretchen Carlson, who used to be an anchor on Fox News, really terrific mothering secrets. I, I think it's a book that every mom could be helped by. So, Mom, you're amazing. You can find it on Amazon. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for being moms, for committing yourself, for changing the world by the way in which you mother. Thank you to Kelly and Stacy, my precious daughter over there, Georgia, being in the studio with me. So grateful to be a mama. Happy belated Independence Day. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.